Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Welcome to another episode of May Contain Treats of Soy, the podcast all about surviving and thriving on a plant-based, zero-waste lifestyle. I'm your host, Rochelle, and if you're new around here, hello, welcome to the podcast. So psyched to have you listening today. If you're a regular listener, welcome back, soybeings. Really appreciate you guys coming back every single week. If you are enjoying the podcast, if you're listening to this one, or if you've gone back and you've been listening to a few of the older ones and you're really digging what we're doing, then you can support us by leaving a little rating or review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. This really helps the podcast to get up there. More people see it. It comes up more in search. It is super helpful, guys. I really appreciate everyone who has left a rating or a review. Thank you so much. It does mean so much to me, and it really just makes my day when I read those. So thank you, guys. Really, really appreciate that. If you are new around here, you won't know this, but we do do shout-outs on this show. So if you have a topic, a guest recommendation, or a question that you'd like to ask us, you can hit us up over on Instagram or on Facebook. We are Make Contain Traces Soy on both those accounts. And we'll do a shout out for you on the next show. We've had a few really interesting topics come from shout outs. We did one on vegan pets a while back. We did another one about my vegan story from a shout out. Um, Yeah, we've done heaps of little shout outs. We actually did one a few weeks back that was for someone who had been talking about the, basically the gaslighting that the gas and oil companies do to us. So If you haven't checked out that episode, it's called Gaslighting by the Gas and Oil Companies, and it's about how our carbon footprint, personal carbon footprint measure that everyone's really into these days was actually a concept designed by BP because they were trying to throw the trail off themselves. So definitely go check that one out. It's really interesting how that came about and how it's kind of affected how people view it and how much they try and sort of do for the environment based off of that. And how we've, yeah, basically been gaslit by those companies. So go check that one out. But yeah, to get right into this week's episode, I am super excited. And I'm excited because it is Halloween month. Halloween month. Um, I like Halloween way too much, guys. Like, I love Halloween. Love it so much. I love everything spooky. I love horror movies. 
I just think it is such a big barrel of fun and I'm so here for it. I know that it's not as widely popular or celebrated here in Australia, but hey, if you don't like Halloween, like don't celebrate it, but it's just heaps of fun. I don't get why people aren't into it. I think it's interesting and kind of humorous that they think it's an American tradition. You know, yeah, I suppose it kind of is an American tradition in the sense that it has been popularized over in America as a result of the way that it grew in popularity in the 20th century and became the holiday that we know it to be now. But it has origins in a Celtic holiday. The history of Halloween is really fascinating. I'm going to be talking about that on a friend's podcast soon. So I will let you guys know when that one's coming up. But yes, Halloween month, and I have four spooky episodes for you guys. I have found a way to include Halloween in four episodes this month. I am super excited about it. Last week, we did a vegan Halloween, accidentally vegan candies. So you can go check out last week's episode if you want to know what candies you can get that just happen to be vegan that you can give to trick-or-treaters. And while I was doing my research for that, I discovered something interesting, and that was that Originally, trick-or-treaters were offered homemade uh, goodies that people would give them to keep them basically from egging their houses and stuff. And these were, generally speaking, the two most popular ones that used to be made were homemade popcorn balls and toffee apples, which would both be accidentally vegan treats. Or if they weren't, they would have been easily veganized. So that's interesting to know as well. But yes, definitely check out last week's episode for all of your accidentally vegan treats and sweets that you can give out for those trick-or-treaters. And if you are in Australia and you do want to participate in Halloween, you can welcome trick-or-treaters to your door by putting an orange balloon either on your gate or on the entrance to your house. So that is something that we're doing in Australia now. If you're overseas, Halloween's just a thing that happens, and if you don't want to be involved, as far as I understand it, in America, you just turn your lights off and hope that no one eggs your house. But yeah, here in Australia, it's not been something that we've always done, so now if you do want to have trick-or-treaters come around, you can put out an orange balloon, and if you are looking for houses where you can take your little ones while you're out trick-or-treating, just look for that orange balloon, and you'll know that you're welcome there to trick-or-treat. When I was younger, Halloween was less popular but it was still quite popular for where I grew up. So I grew up in Wynnum Manly in uh, Queensland, which is like a suburb about half an hour out of Brisbane City. But weirdly, Wynnum Manly kind of thinks that it's its own little separate town. It was sort of like growing up in a small town. We had so many freaking fates and festivals and fairs in Wynnum Manly. I don't know why, but it was a whole thing where they just had fates and fairs and festivals all the time. We had like a spring festival we, we did all kinds of stuff there, and there was lots of markets and lots of community events. So it's a little sleepy seaside town down there. And we had a Halloween parade every year, and it culminated in a big fete down by the water, and there would be rides, and there would be all kinds of cool stuff. And I remember that time so fondly, and I was celebrating Halloween because my community celebrated it from a really young age. I even remember going to Halloween fates at the school. We had costume competitions. And we even went trick-or-treating a couple of times. So for me, Halloween is very much a tradition that's been alive and well in my community anyway for a long time. So I just like to celebrate it. I'm all for it. And, you know, one of the ways in which Aussies have been early adapters of Halloween is definitely costume parties. So while we haven't always done trick-or-treating and we haven't always celebrated all the Halloween stuff, we've definitely gotten right into costume parties. We love to dress up. We are a very flamboyant people, I think. (laughs) 
it's kind of interesting that that was one of the things that we picked up on earliest. And with the growing popularity of the holiday, it's more important than ever to make sure that you've got a creative costume that is on point. So I definitely feel that pressure and I'm sure that you guys do as well. And I don't know about you, but I always get super caught up on planning a Halloween costume. I spend heaps of money. I usually go way overboard and get really obsessed about particular elements and bits and pieces that I want for it. And it's always really stupid, right? Because this is for one night. It is not, it's not that important, but you get kind of so uh, caught up in it, I guess. And there's nothing wrong with getting caught up and wanting to celebrate, but maybe we need to think about whether or not that's sensible and good for the environment. So this year I wanted to start thinking a little bit more about the environmental effect of purchasing a brand new costume every year. Like we all know that fast fashion is a massive issue. In Australia alone, more than half a million tons of textiles and leather um, ends up in landfills every single year. And this definitely spills over into our Halloween costume obsession. Now, I couldn't find anything specific about how many Halloween costumes in Australia go to landfill because we kind of pretend that we don't celebrate Halloween here, even though we clearly do. But in the UK, if their numbers are anything to go by, it must be pretty bad. Because in the UK, 12,500 tons of Halloween costumes go to landfill every single year. 12,500 tons, guys. That is so much. That's insane. And why is this an issue? It's an issue because we buy these single, like, you know, wear it once, like single use costumes because we want to have the perfect outfit for Halloween. I mean, there are ways around that. So... I'm going to give you guys some tips this week on how to have a thrifty and an eco-friendly Halloween costume. I've got five tips for you. Number one, obviously do not buy a new costume. These are often cheap. They are often made from synthetic materials and more often than not, they're coming from sweatshops. These are not necessarily made by companies that have a lot of ethics. Often their workers are in inhumane conditions and we often go for like cheap Halloween costumes. So I really think it's important to consider the inhumane aspect of being involved in the fast fashion of Halloween costumes as well as the environmental impact. Number two, I think you guys should think about renting a costume. That's my, that's my first suggestion really for what you can do instead of buying something. If you go to a proper costume store and you rent a really decent costume, Firstly, it's going to be more eco-friendly because you are not buying something that's going to get used once and chucked out. And secondly, it's going to be better quality for the money. Like maybe it is slightly more expensive than buying some of the really cheap costumes, but bang for your buck, guys, like the kind of costumes you can get in a costume shop are much better quality because they do have to be used over and over than the ones that you would pick up for like 10 bucks at, you know, the dollars and cents store. So if you want a really like amazing costume, but you don't want to have to pay too much for it and you don't want to have to make it yourself, just hit up the costume store, hit them up early. Think about going early so that it's not just the boring stuff left, but go into a costume store, get fitted, pick something out that's really fun, wear it, be amazing for that one night and then, you know, wash it and return it. And that's going to go on to have another life and another life for everyone else's Halloween costumes year in, year out. I think it's great to rent Halloween costumes. I think that's such a good idea. So if you have the dough and you want to go a little bit more high end, 
rent a costume. My next tip. Say you want to have a no-spend Halloween. Say you don't want to spend a cent, okay? You, you don't have the money this year. It's been a tough year. We all know that. So imagine that you don't want to have to spend a single cent to get your Halloween costume set up. I think what you should do is get a whole bunch of your friends together, get them to bring over their old Halloween costumes, what they wore last year, or any costuming things that they have in their wardrobe, and do a little bit of a swap with them because what they had last year might translate into a great costume for you this year. Say a friend had a doctor's lab coat last year and went as a doctor. Maybe this year you can go as Doc Brown or a mad scientist. You know, you've got some options there. You want to go as Doc Brown, you just get that doctor's lab coat, throw in a Hawaiian shirt, maybe borrow some goggles from that friend of yours who's really into steampunk. Like, the, the great thing here is if you've got alternative friends, they've definitely got some costumey stuff lying around. But, you know, even your regular friends will have gotten some elements of a costume the year before. And even if they're not the same size as you, that's not necessarily going to matter. I mean, a witch's hat fits anyone, right? So just meet up with your friends, see what they've got in their wardrobe, see if you guys can do a little bit of a swap. And you can probably come up with a costume that doesn't cost you a cent. And it's something new and fresh and fun. My next tip would be to actually go out and go thrifting. Head to the thrift stores, head to the charity shops. Those places have tons of different stuff in there. You've got, obviously, a lot of old costumes as well. Like, that is in the thrift stores. But you've also got things like, you know, bridal wear. And then you can go as, like, the zombie bride. Or, you know, you've got people's uniforms and various kind of stuff that people would have to wear like you often find doctor's lab coats you find scrubs you find you know all kinds of stuff in those stores so if you get an idea of what you want to do for your costume you can probably go and pick up some elements for it at a thrift store save yourself a little bit of money and keep a little bit more stuff from going into the waste stream this year so that's a really good option too my next tip for you is to try a diy costume this year Go through your wardrobe, see what you've got floating around, have a think about what it resembles or what it lines up to. Is it similar to maybe Morticia's black dress or, you know, is there something there that you can make? I think I'm going to do a bit of a Chucky costume this year because I've got a stripy t-shirt, I've got a pair of overalls, I've got short red hair and makeup and that's kind of everything that I need. So I'm going to be doing a gender swap Chucky costume this year and I won't have to spend a cent for it. Nothing's going to go into the waste stream. You know, it's just really, really good if you can DIY your own stuff. And say you don't have all of the elements for what you want for that Halloween costume. If you go online, I betcha you can find stuff that you can make for your costume just from elements that you have lying around your home. You know, coat hangers that can be turned into wings I mean, you can make hats from different stuff. There's just, there's so much that you can do that's just DIY. So I would definitely recommend having a look at some tutorials and just getting crafty with it, guys. It's fun. Why not, right? So that's my next tip was DIY it and get crafty. And then my last tip is if you have an outfit that you really like or even an old one that you don't like and you're happy to screw up, then why not just pull out your makeup, look up some things on, you know, YouTube makeup tutorials, and you can turn yourself into all kinds of creatures, characters, monsters, just from what you've got in your makeup drawer or what your friend might have. I mean, you can become a spooky mermaid, you can do 
like the zombie makeup, you could do vampire makeup. You've got so many options, really. And you could even just go as a murder victim. Say you get an old white t-shirt that you don't care about anymore, just splatter that with some paint, you know, maybe just like give yourself a fake cut, that kind of stuff. And I think it's good fun. I mean, I think we forget that there's an artistry to just playing with makeup and creating costumes from that. If all else fails, just open your makeup drawer and, yeah, get scrolling on YouTube for some inspiration. The last thing I've got for you here is a fake blood recipe because I reckon we don't need to buy fake blood. I don't see a reason for that. It's unnecessary packaging. It's probably a bit synthetic. It's not something that you need. You can definitely make it at home. I've got two different recipes for you here. So the first one for my fake blood recipe is one cup corn syrup, one cup chocolate syrup, Hershey's is vegan, and red food coloring. Mix those all together and you'll get a lovely fake blood. And my next one is if you would live in Australia like I do, corn syrup's harder to come by. So what you could do is mix up a bit of flour and water, add a little bit of red and a little bit of blue or black food coloring because you don't want it bright red. You want it sort of a deep blood red. Now, that mixture is more likely to dry, but it will dry basically like glue. So, you know, you will have your makeup on all night if you do that kind of fake blood makeup. But there are so many things that you could take, even like last year's costume, if you bought yourself a costume last year, you don't want to wear it again this year. Just, you know, cut the shit out of that costume, cover it in blood, and boom, you're a mauled doctor, you're a mauled nurse, you're a mauled whatever it might be that you were last year. And that's just good fun. I mean, getting creative with this kind of stuff and doing more stagey kind of makeup, I think that that's half the fun of Halloween. And I think we forget sometimes that Halloween is about being spooky, being scary, being someone else, and embracing your creativity is a big part of that. It's a chance to explore that. It's a chance to play with it. So get in there. Do some DIY stuff. Come up with something quirky or different or, you know, just be really clever about it and make your own costume this year. I think that would be amazing. I'd love to see what you guys create. So if you do make your own costume or if you thrift a costume together, please send me a DM on Instagram. I am make Trace of Soy. I'd love to see what you come up with and definitely go check out that account because I will for sure post my you know, gender swap Chucky costume that I'm going to do this year. That'll be a no buy completely, you know, thrifted and like at home costume. So yeah, definitely check that one out. Thank you so much for being here this week, guys. We have another spooky episode coming out next week. That one's going to be on eco-friendly Halloween or the ways in which you can be more eco-friendly with your Halloween celebrations this year. So definitely check that one out coming next week. If you want your accidentally vegan candies for your trick-or-treaters, check out last week's episode. And if you are planning on welcoming trick-or-treaters, put out that orange balloon because we've got a nice little tradition happening here in Australia and I'm really psyched. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode and we will catch you in a week.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.